I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glasser. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great guys at Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out Jamie Sweet's Five Things and the number one Lakers blogger as reported on by Feedspot. I actually have proof online. I actually took a snapshot of it and I'm going to send it to him. I'm going to email it to him. Laker Tom, catch the number one Laker blogger today at Lakerholics.com. Plus Joe Sorrell, Ox1947, who's probably the number one Laker ball fan out there. So go ahead and check him out today. I was trying to bring you up as well, number one Lakers ball something. Lakersball.com. Please go ahead and check him out today and all of his comments in the group chat today at Lakersball.com. Plus our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. And you can go ahead and follow all the great NBA shows that they have. And of course, please, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and below Laker Tom, right there below Laker Tom, go ahead and hit that subscribe button because we need all the subscribers we can get. And if you can do all that, because you'll get the latest notifications on when we go live, it is sincerely appreciated. Yes, yes, right there below Laker Tom, below Laker Tom indeed. Well, I thought today was going to be a relaxing day for me. I only had one podcast on the docket for today, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. I was going to go ahead and record on the most overrated and underrated players out there for your fantasy draft. I thought, okay, it was not going to be too busy, nothing going on in the month of August. Everything was at a standstill. Then, lo and behold, Sham Sharania and Adrian Wojnarowski decided to go ahead, and even though they don't do it in unison they tweet in unison about lebron james agreeing to a two-year extension with the los angeles lakers worth initially and on the books as a 97.1 million dollar extension the last year of the contract is a player option there is a 15 percent trade kicker 
And if they renegotiate the TV contract and it goes up, well, I'll tell you what, the deal can be worth up to $111 million. And that's if it goes up in 23-24. So LeBron James is going to stay a Laker, at least on the books for a little bit longer, unless he goes the way of Kevin Durant. Because, you know, if he has another season like last season, he may want to go the way of Kevin Durant. But take the money when you can. And a very valuable deal indeed. But here today to talk about that, plus Pal Gasol's number getting retired in March 7th. And any quirks in the schedule? Because the schedule was released out there for the Lakers for the upcoming season. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that. Plus maybe some final thoughts on the first couple episodes of Legacies, uh, excuse me, of Hulu's Legacy. The true story of the LA Lakers. All right. Our chat is going live right now. We truly appreciate Johnny2k6 for being on the show. It's on in the chat room right there for you. But here today to talk about what's going on with LeBron's extension. Good man indeed. You can find him shadowing everything going on at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow, aka Ox1947. I'm so glad that we are now appealing and appeasing the audience because they requested you and Laker Tom together. And it took LeBron James signing a two-year extension to do that indeed. Is it is it 97-1 or is it 11-11? It's 97-1 right now. But when most likely they will renegotiate everything because of the TV deal. Because there's a TV deal on the horizon that, the, that they're going to go ahead and as far as the league work on in partnership with ESPN, ABC, and TNT. When those deals go into effect, of course, the salary cap goes up. And if that's the case, a deal like his gets ballooned up to, you know, depending on how high it will go, up to a possible, you know, $111 million. That's how, that's the most it could be as far as the value of it. If, again, the salary cap goes up accordingly. Two things happened right now. One, LeBron made a commitment to the Lakers so that they can now say okay we're going to we're going to be playing to win now i would say this was pretty much the sealer in the lakers pushing out the assets that need to get done to make a deal now i i've heard that the nets want more than just their first round picks and a expiring contract of Russell Westbrook. When in so, Gabriel, maybe? Uh, uh, probably not. <laughs> so I am going to say that there's likely going to be a three-team deal here should it happen. And I just I would be in shock even more uh, if, if if there isn't something done. However, let's just say there isn't. This is the second part on why this happened, and it's. The fact that LeBron's not going to get this kind of money anywhere else. I know he's LeBron James. I know he is a brand, uh, probably the biggest brand of this era. But I, I just didn't see any team with salary cap space dropping $50 million for LeBron James this late in the, in the game. Any team that would have had that kind of money available likely wouldn't be a title contending team, even if he came on board. So this was, I would, going on my cynical side, I would say he did this deal because it was the best deal he can make financially. Yeah. 
But at the same time, he's also got a better chance at winning here as well since he's got a prime number two or 1A already here and with the chance of possibly getting improvements enough to be in a title contending team. So I don't think we should be surprised at, at any of this. I think things are going the way they need to go at this point. I thought maybe it would have happened later, but not really, too, because it's like, well, what are you going to wait? Another month for what? what what's really going to change? You know, get this thing done. Show, show the official uh, commitment to the Lakers. And then now the ball, so to speak, is in the Lakers' hand. Uh, Rob, try to go get somebody or some people, whatever, to, to, to get this thing possibly to a title contender, hopefully this year. Well, I'm hoping to as well, but I'm going to say it again before I bring on Laker Tom. If this season goes as awry as it did the previous season, and you see that look on LeBron's face for like 20 games that he had, and, and I know you saw it and Laker Tom saw it, the frustration could set in. You know, obviously it's, again, like what Kevin Durant did last year. Take the money and then work out the logistics later if it goes awry. And I'm hoping it doesn't go awry. I hope the Lakers will go ahead and do everything that they can to go ahead and make LeBron's next years or coming years as fruitful as possible. I'm hopeful of that. I'm hopeful LeBron, even at an older age, closing in on the big 4-0, will still be very healthy. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, just because he signed this this, this extension now, does not mean he's 100% going to say, I understand there's a 15% trade kicker in there, but he can always go ahead and waive that if he wants to be traded to a specific team. It's a no trade clause, but it's not kind of a not of a no trade clause at 15% trade kicker. It just allows him to go ahead and dictate his future plus that player option in the final year. So I'm very happy for him and he deserves it. There's no one that deserves I don't, it. I don't, I don't think that happens. I just don't see it. Well, I didn't say there. I don't think that happens, but we didn't think that would happen with Kevin Durant last year, did we? It's different circumstances. I don't. I don't. It's a different don't, kind of player. You have to look at the history of LeBron James, Gerald. You're Durant, Durant is yeah. back. Well, but he has never, history, he's history never asked or demanded a trade. He's I'm not, always taken free agency. Now. Wait a minute. It's my turn. He's always taken free well, agency. As the way to change teams, okay? He's never asked for a trade the way that Kyrie has or Katie has or all of these other guys. Instead, he has followed the rules, he's lived out his contracts, and he's played them out. So any criticism of that seems to me to be... I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying that in today's player-empowered... He is not today's player. He is not... Kyrie Irving, he is not Katie Durant. He, he's just not that kind of guy. The other thing is, which is really obvious, and everybody who's writing about this, the signing, the extension, everybody knows LeBron wants to be in L.A. That's a big reason for it. I mean, why do you change jobs? A better opportunity, more money, or to move somewhere where you want to live because you live somewhere where you don't want to work. Well, the man is um, okay. The man is a billionaire, and he's actually earned more than anyone else with this deal. Yeah. He's earned more than anybody yeah, else. And I and friend. I think it's it's really important that he number one committed to the Lakers again. You have to remember too; he signed a four year deal to start with. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you know this is not like 
he hasn't said he's embraced. And then if there's any franchise, and we all know this, that wants to be known for coddling and taking care of their older superstars and making sure that they end their careers gracefully, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers take the cake for that. They proved that with Kobe Bryant because that's why. And and LeBron James signed with the Lakers probably because of that, a good portion of it. And the next guy to sign with the Lakers is probably going to look at the way the Lakers treated LeBron James and he's going to say, man, that's the kind of team I want to play for. Wouldn't you? This is great news for the Lakers because it takes away that unknown factor. You know that the Lakers now are probably going to give up the two picks for LeBron. You know that's a fact. But nobody who had really any common sense would have thought that was different, you know, before. It all comes down to the package, you know. You can't say you're not going to give a pick for this or that. You have to get the specifics and know exactly what the deal is. So there's deals to be made. Um, I think the one thing that's really clear about this, though, is that now that LeBron has signed that extension, the one thing it does signal is Russell Westbrook is gone. Gone. There is no way they're bringing him back to camp and wasting 50% of what they consider to be two years in the window remaining for championships for LeBron James. They're not going to blow that. They need the two to four rotation players they can get in trades for Russell Westbrook and Taylor Horton Tucker. So this is good news. Unfortunately, it probably is not going to accelerate the trade situation because most of that is hung up on KD and, and it doesn't look like that's going to change, you know? How does this differ though, from the Kobe contract that was given so long ago, as far as the, the contract that I know the, the well, when Kobe got the lifetime contract, he was not a top five player in the NBA still. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah, there you I go. Mean, Kobe's coming off of a major injury, you know, yeah, that took a lot is. out of him. And it's funny, I complained at times about that contract, but I understood why the Bus family really felt that they wanted to do that. And I do think that that was a factor for why LeBron came to the Lakers. And it probably will be a factor down the road, you know. In the end, I'm, it'll cost us a few years at the end of a contract. There's no doubt about it, you know, but God, I don't know. LeBron, how long will he play? You know, I think he's going to improve his outside shooting this year. I think he's going to become an I think he an has no choice. Shooter. You know, you can see he's shooting eight to ten threes a game. He's going to be, he was 14th in the league in three-point attempts last year. Well, if he goes back to those years in Miami, because sure. remember in Miami, he was very effective from three. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and we'll just leave it at that. So. Yeah, but no, so I, I think it's great news, and I think that it it shows that you, we can see from everything that's happened that the good news for at least Laker fans and the segment of Laker fans who who want to who who believe in the same things that that Jeannie Buss is believing in right now, which is that you take care of your superstars because that will attract people to come to work for you. That's a principle I've always felt as an entrepreneur. That was a very important part of it. I'm I'm sure Joe feels the same way as an entrepreneur that man the people you hire are really that that determines what kind of business you're going to have what kind of character you're going to have how hard they're going to work how much they're going to care 
And that's something that you want to build and, and cherish, and, and it's an important factor of it. Darwin Ham asked the question and basically said, hey, I don't want anybody here who doesn't want to be a Laker. Well, we know damn for sure that LeBron James wants to be a Laker now. Well, I'm hoping that that's going to stay the case and remain the case throughout the entirety of his contract. Again, we'll see the way things are going, especially if he has another year like last year. All bets are off the table. But I'm assuming with the Lakers' commitment to him and his commitment to the Lakers that it will actually be better. And I'm hoping you're right that the Russell Westbrook, is, you know, his contract and he'll be gone by the tip-off of the regular season, which we'll talk about as far as the schedule is concerned. Some games that you guys are really looking forward to coming up in the schedule season here on the show. But also here as well, he is the madman from Toronto with a beer in hand. You got to go ahead and check him out today every time he's on the Lakers fast break. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here, my friend. Your thoughts on the LeBron extension. You were very happy giving the thumbs up earlier. Special shout out to the chat with Johnny2k6 and Jim Faison. Great comments so far. Your thoughts right now on the LeBron extension. I'm very pleased about this news. We were just talking about it a couple We were wondering whether this would fall, you know, within a couple months, whether, whether he wouldn't sign it at all. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone copy, version you know. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky, has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're climbing their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come that, on, you, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah, but I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, not the right ear. (laughs) Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. 
So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it is the two-year extension for LeBron James. Any final thoughts on the two-year extension right now, Joe? I mean, my gosh, a lot of people are talking about it. Again, it, we're, we're just like saying, hey, everything's great, but we still got a team we have to build around him in order to compete this year in the Western Conference. Well, it's the talk of the town because there's nothing else. <laughs> I've never been. I've never seen so much. I think I saw Woj and Shams post maybe eight different types of two-year extensions of LeBron James. I'm like, all right, all right. Every time I looked at my phone while I was working, I'm like, okay, I get it. They signed the extension, <laughs> but it's it's dead. It's dead summer. It is the deadest summer. I can remember, and nothing seems to be moving. I think, uh, what was it, yesterday, uh, Donovan Mitchell, they've re-engaged yes. talks. I don't even know what that means. They came but back from vacation. The phone rang. The phone rang. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, is Donovan Mitchell still good? Good. Oh, well, I'll just check and see if he's good. Never mind. <laughs> so, okay. So the commitment by LeBron James is official. So now the Lakers need to be committed to supplying the team with players this coming year that are going to be a title contender. Is it realistic to say that? Sort of. Is it? I just, I don't, I don't know. And how can they do that, Joe? Well, I, I know that. Is there any way that they could do that? I I know that Woj just. (laughs) posted an hour ago, or I should say uh, spoke on ESPN an hour ago, talking about they're willing to give up the two first-round picks for Kyrie, but they don't want to do it for uh, Turner and Heald. Uh, I wouldn't do it for Turner and Heald. I'm going to go for broke. I'm going Laker Tom crazy optimism here. How How about if the Lakers figure out a way to get all three? I tried that several times, and it's great. The only problem is getting those other two teams to agree to it. Well, we so, have again. We've nominated. Laker I certified Tom. it was a good trade for both all three teams, but you know, well, we saw enough. that trade. Yeah, I don't think anybody on the internet, myself and Jamie Sweet, liked it. We actually nominated. Well, we actually liked it for Lakers fans, but if you're a Nets fan, it was probably the worst thing you've ever seen. In this there, re- there really are a couple of things that are really important, also about the LeBron James extension. Um, first is that because uh, because he took a more than a five percent raise, he can't be traded until for the first six months, which then goes past the trade deadline, which means he can't be traded in this season at all. So we've got a couple of guys on Lakerholics.com that's going to mean that they don't have anything to talk about for the next year because everything they talk <laughs> about is targeted toward trading LeBron James. The second thing is that um, now LeBron and AD's contracts align perfectly. We have them each of them guaranteed for two more years, and then they both have an option to opt out in the final year of their contracts. Um, so that's an interesting factor uh, if, because if I, if I could interject, mm-hmm. go ahead, Sean. Um, I, I, the, the salary cap goes up, Tom. The, uh, the there's a, a he gets a small. It goes up to um, what was it? A hundred and twelve million. It goes up. 
I, I believe. I think it's at 112 so, now. I think it could go up to 120. I mean, it his, could even go up higher depending his, on the next contract. I, I meant his specific deal. The two, two the two, two not to pay bump with that. Well, right now, again, at the two-year extension, it goes 97-1. Right. But if a new TV deal is signed, it can go up to 111. That's right. the maximum it could go to right. based on the salary. But what it does do, what it does do is there's not enough. They're really they're they're projecting that there was going to be like twenty million dollars of cap space available, and now it looks like they're probably not going to have any cap space available when it really comes down to it, because they've got LeBron and, and AD now both plugged in for two more years. What it comes down to is that's why you trade for somebody in this situation because you want the bird rights. You got to be able to get the bird rights, and then you can go way over the cap to sign them if you're willing to pay the luxury tax. I mean, are we going to give up two first-round picks and maybe more for a guy that you're going to not sign a long-term extension for? Probably not. Same thing with Miles Hopefully Turner. Not. They go for the Pacers trade. Turner's got to sign an extension. The same thing with Kyrie. You're not going to you're not going to give away two picks for a one-year rental of anybody. So when I think about three years of Kyrie after this and three years of Turner and three years of healed, we got two years unhealed, man, I, I like, I like the stability of, of going big. You know, I like, I, I, it fits what Darvin Ham wants to do. It also, I think unleashes, no matter how you argue it, Kyrie's going to take touches away from LeBron and AD. He's going to take the ball away from LeBron a lot. And Turner and Heald won't do that. Turner and Heald, Turner will allow them to play down a position so they've got size advantages, and Heald will allow them not to be double-teamed all the time. I think there's a lot to say for the and, – and I also think they might be able to get it for a one pick and a swap instead of two picks, you know. So well, that would be preferable. That's there's something sure. to be – there's a lot to be said about both of those deals – and you know what's even odder? I think that the Lakers might even be interested in in the Julius Randle deal. There's something about all of this talk that I keep hearing about, you know, that we've got other offers that are out there besides the Pacers and the Nets, you know. Um, there are other teams. And when, when, when Donovan Mitchell goes down and KD goes down, maybe a lot of different things will happen. So what – but Donovan Mitchell and KD going down, what does that do? I mean, what does that change really? What it changes is the Knicks situation. Because if they got if they got Donovan Mitchell, they want to get rid of Julius Randle. That means they would love to eat Russell Westbrook's contract. Yeah, that's and a bad deal for the Lakers. That. They need to do that. With, and, and, and so it's kind of scary to think that the Lakers are saying that, yeah, we got this other, we got this other way. We got this other deal, man. You know, I love Julius and I'd love to root him for him, but Oh, man, I don't, I don't see the fit as good as as even Kyrie, you know, being a point guard and so forth. He would have to come off the bench. He, I mean, I might play? like Utah. I might like play? the Utah deal better than he, better than he, the Knicks. He deal. would work. He would work. He just would have to come off the bench. Right. And I don't he, think and, he wants to do that coming off an All Star season two seasons ago. I, I would. I, I mean, at that point, you have you have to do what's best for the team. And if you're subtracting Westbrook for 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 Randall. You're still winning in the end if that's the last right. option. In the end, in the end, if I was forced to do it, I would probably do that over 
They're only making twenty three million a year. You can move that a lot easier than you can move forty seven million. You know, you throw a couple of second round picks in, you can probably move a contract like that. It, it's it's difficult for the Knicks to find a specific Julius Randall because he's not a versatile for yeah. that you can throw out. Like he's a sixth man. And the other thing is, you also factor in the AD may miss games well you start julius when he's out you just can't play those guys together there's there's well unless you play unless you play 80 at the five and then you're undersized at the four and the five and and you're not really having sized yeah you're not and you're clogging the lane you don't really have anybody that can stretch the stretch the offense but the thing is there is no loss worse than well, there's no. It, it's not a loss if, as long as it means you're jettisoning Westbrook. Well, that's, there's something, that's to, be, there's something to be said for taking that 47 million and breaking it into two or three or four pieces, because when you break it into those smaller pieces, you have a much better chance of of moving those pieces around and trading them. You need to find value. Well, you need four of them if you're going to get those well, kind of guys. As well, you need value as well as versatility if you're giving up two first round picks. Yeah, you got to have players who are legitimate rotation players. Which for the Lakers means if if they trade, basically if they trade for Kyrie, they're going to get two players back. They're going to give up two players. They give up Taylor Horton Tucker and Westbrook, and they get back, you know, Harrison, Kyrie. And that works. Kyrie is the wild card that really gives you a third superstar who really could be a superstar, you know. The other trade, when you go to the Pacers route, you can probably tra- end up trading Taylor Horton Tucker and and uh, Russell Westbrook for four players because you can probably get three players. You can probably get Turner, uh, Heald, and McConnell from the Pacers, and then you could probably swap THT for uh, Beverly to get up four players. So you get four players in that case for those two players are worth $57 million. Both of those give you not a favorites role but might be in the top four teams. Joe, any last thoughts on this before we go ahead and hit up Pal Gasol and the rest of the show? I think we've gone over everything at this point. The next phase is going to be whether they're going to acquire someone for Westbrook. If we don't see something in the next month, it's it's going to be bad news. And I'm hoping the Lakers are ready to go a different route should they go into the season without making a transaction. For, for for better players, I I'm I'm crossing my fingers. I know it's not going to mean much during the year, and likely we won't be title contenders. But we we can't we can't start the season with Westbrook, whether he's traded or not. Well, I think that's agreed upon by all parties concerned. Now, I just don't I, think they're going to do it. I think they're going to they're going to take another chance with they, it. They have a back they have a backup deal already laid out with somebody. I'm sure. I think I hope so. That's what I certainly Blake hope was talking so. About. But That's what Blinka really Randall. meant when he said he had other options. He has a deal that he thinks is better than keeping Russ. I'm going to say Randall is not going to move the needle at all for you this season if you trade for him. Simple as that. He could if he uh, plays as, like he did well, two years ago off the bench. But if you could break $57 million up into three contracts and then at the trade deadline move those contracts. We'll see if that... Is, I, I mean, mean Jamie, I, I Jamie Sweet's <laughs> always pushed the fact that in-season adjustments are going to be something that because of the bad situation we're in, we may have to live with. It's probably true. 
Well, because of the fact that this was a bad summer for a lot of teams as far as transactions right. concerned, not the free agent market was pretty dry. I have a feeling that the February trade deadline is going to be active simply because a lot of teams are going to know exactly where they stand. Plus, also, a lot of teams are going to be looking for players and making trades for players that they couldn't make over the course of the, this summer. I, I just think it's going to be very active February. And it, if, if it's better every year, it's better every year. Well, every I hope year so. there's more action. We're all rooting for you because, as, well, as Jamie said, he doesn't want to see you sad three years in a row at the trade <laughs> deadline special. So I know that's the case. <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, but you know, it, it, it's the Lakers haven't made any trades, but there have been more trades. There have been more signings of free agents. There have been more buyout candidates than ever before. Every season, the off-season stuff like this gets to be bigger and bigger and bigger. It's a big part of the, the, the business part of the NBA has become almost as exciting for fans as, as the games themselves because it goes on all year long and the games only last a short time. Well, one of those games coming up in March of next year is a tribute to Pau Gasol because his number is being put into the rafters. Looks like, I was just going to ask Joe, but it looks like that that right there, as far as an answer, I think he's very happy about it. I know some uh, social media reaction online was kind of mixed. Some were like really supportive of it. And also because of the fact that he's been so supportive of Kobe Bryant's family after the passing of Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant. And I just think as far as him as a player, he's a Hall of Famer. I think there's no doubt he's going to have his number raised with Memphis. You know, that's that's a no-brainer right there. The Lakers, his time was limited, so we weren't sure if he was that was going to happen. But it is going to happen. Hall of Fame is international, too. It's not yeah, just limited yeah. to the NBA. Well, of course. You know, what he's done for his country is amazing. What him and his brother did for his country is amazing. And I think that both, both Gasol's will actually be, be, their numbers will be put in the rafters for the Memphis Grizzlies by the time that's done. But it is Powell going up in the rafters for the Lakers. So your thoughts, Laker Tom, and I'll hit it to the other two guys. It's exactly the kind of player that you'd want to have on your team. You know, if you're, I don't care whether you're Jerry Buss and you're building a basketball team or whether you're a guy at a gym looking or looking around the gym and you see a bunch of guys and you're looking for guys that you want to play with that are fun to play with that play smart basketball, that play self, unselfish basketball. Paul Gasol was just a perfect, maybe the best trade that the Lakers, well, after, maybe after the Kobe Bryant trade, obviously, maybe the one of the best trades that Lakers ever made uh, was getting a Gasol. And that totally transformed the second half of Kobe's career, in my opinion. So he deserves to have that number retired and uh, he'll always be a Laker. And I'll never, I'll never forget what he's done for the, Bryant family and and uh, I'm sure Kobe appreciates that every day that he wicks down upon the crowd and, and sees how how well that Pau takes care of of his wife and those kids. It's so funny because you said he'll always be a Laker. It's funny because after what Richard Jefferson's comments the other day in regards to LeBron James, maybe this extension will allow him to become a Laker. Although I consider him what's, a Laker. what's Richard what's Richard got that's in the same category as LeBron. In any uh, he's category, got a ring too. Uh, you know, he's got a ring too, though. But uh, that's just because of LeBron. But Joe, your the thoughts on earning the ring and being a well, well, LeBron is a title away from being a Laker legend. When you're a multi, a multi, I'd say when you're a multi championship player on the Lakers, I mean, Gail Goodrich, Jerry West, they're single title guys, and they're they've got their number in the Raptors. 
The Paul Gasol thing, in my opinion, is the greatest trade I've ever witnessed as a Laker. And I and I say that because the the, the Kobe Bryant trade wasn't it, it it wasn't as impactful at the time. Yeah, it became the greatest trade of the last thirty years, but we never we didn't know that. We didn't know that at the time. Gasol changed the entire landscape of the Lakers, Kobe's career, and the league in that trade. And for me, it's it's one of those identifying moments of the last 22 years, if not the identifying moment. I knew exactly where I was when it happened. I remember I got a text message. I used to have the Razor Motorola phone. I remember and, that well. And I got the text. I was driving to L.A., I got the text, and my buddy Chris says, "Wow, the Lakers! Like, I don't. I'm paraphrasing. They, they they got a steal." He said, and right away I'm like trying to get onto my phone. Luckily, I was in traffic, so I wasn't worried about crashing. You're um, going anywhere, anyways. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to get to where the what the what what they traded because again at the time. I was in the car. I didn't have serious radio. It was like, I didn't know what to do. So I'm, I, I finally get to something. I don't remember what it was, but I get to something. I'm looking for Bynum's name. I'm looking for Lamar Odom's name. I'm looking for something where I'm like, yeah, I, I, you know, I can see, I can see that. And I, I initially thought it was for Jason Kidd. Then all of a sudden I find out Kwame, the rights to Marcus all at the time. I didn't know if that was good or bad. Uh, Javaris Crittenton, and they signed Aaron McKee, which was hilarious. I'm like, Aaron McKee? They signed Aaron McKee, paid him money, and then traded him. And I'm like, who the hell did we get for this? And Pau Gasol, I mean, I was just, I was in the car. If anybody was watching, I was like, ah, like is this You should true? hear Mike. Wait till our story, Joe. Wait till you hear my car story about this. I'll, I'll finish up and we'll, we'll, we'll go right at you. And I was so excited. I I didn't, I, I just couldn't wait to get home. It took me like another two and a half hours because I still needed to go do something in LA and then drive back. Actually, it was more than two and a half. I think it was like four. And I was just, I could not, it was, I remember calling my buddy right after I said, dude, we just got a player that does exactly everything Kwame Brown doesn't do. I mean, he makes layups. He's, he knows how to run an offense. He doesn't fumble the ball. Like, everything Kwame Brown was doing, this guy does. And I go, this is going to be – and, of course, there were a lot of expletives when I when I called him to tell him. He, he didn't believe me for, like, the first 20 <laughs> seconds. He's just like, shut the F up. Shut the F up. I'm like, you couldn't believe it. I'm like, dude, how many times are you going to tell me tell me that? I go, dude, it's serious. It happened. So get home, and I'm like, man, I can't wait for that Jersey game. At the time, the New Jersey Nets. And, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was very, very – I was very excited, and I knew. I knew, man, if, as soon as Bynum – at the time, Bynum got hurt. I said, if Bynum gets back, this thing's going to be lit. And it was, even without Bynum. Unfortunately, we couldn't finish it off. But, boy, did I – those three years were just amazing. 
Anyway, my big shout out to Alan. Thank you so much for the kind words about Pop Culture Cosmos. Truly appreciate it. And in regards to LeBron, yeah, maybe some money left on the table doing a James Harden type deal might have been maybe more beneficial for the Lakers long term. But in that 23-24 season, if the salary cap does go up due to the TV deal, hopefully that will go ahead and maybe still allow us to go ahead and sign some players. Plus, of course, Russell Westbrook's money comes off the table next summer as well. So I'm hoping the Lakers still, even though that they have so much money invested in LeBron in the coming years, that hopefully they will still be able to get enough players to provide a supporting cast. Because as everyone knows that watches this show, that listens to this show, the Lakers supporting cast, it's something that needs to be improved dramatically. But before we go ahead and touch on the schedule and some final thoughts on Legacy, the first two episodes before we head on out, thanks again so much, Petting My Cat, Jim, Alan, you've been great so far in the chat. Everybody that's been in the chat, you've been tremendous. Sean, uh, you have a car memory before we go ahead and head over to the schedule? I'm just happy for Powell. It's going to be emotional. His, his number beside his friend. Absolutely, indeed. Once again, Powell Gasol's number will be raised to the rafters as a Laker, immortalized on March the 7th. Before we hit the schedule, any you know last thoughts, Joe? Yes. What's cool is if they do put the jersey between Kobe's two jerseys, they have. They're in sequence. Eight, yes, they are. 16, 16 24. 24. There you go, indeed. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you being part of the program. You guys in the chat, petting my cat, Joe, Johnny, Alan, everybody, John, just guys have all been tremendous in the chat room. Jim, thank you so much for being a part of what we do here at the Lakers fast break. But before we head on out, the schedule has been released. I took a quick glance over it today. I'm going to go into more detail in the coming days and look over it and look to see if there's any thing out of the norm and it seemed like it was a pretty well distributed schedule for the most part the road trips weren't super tough as far as having some teams that are not expected to do well mixed in obviously with the games against the teams they are expected to do well i noticed one thing as far as for me that was kind of a quirk and i wanted to point that out in november 20 to 26 you've got four games but three of those are against the Spurs, and two of them back-to-back are in San Antonio. And I know this is something that the NBA is kind of like doing for travel reasons and things of that nature. They started dabbling with this a little bit. So people are not thrown off. Just want to let you know on the 25th and 26th, San Antonio, they will be playing in San Antonio on a back-to-back basis. So outside of that, it does seem to be pretty evenly distributed. I know the Lakers, everybody was in an uproar that they have first off. They go up to Golden State, as Joe had mentioned, and then they come back for a home game against the Clippers back-to-back. I know that's obviously a tough way to start the schedule, but overall, I think it looks pretty distributed. Guys, is there anything – I'll start with you first, Laker Tom. Is there anything on the schedule that you saw that pokes out at you on interest? Of course, the Christmas Day game against Luka as well. Right. Yeah, I I think the the first time we play the Nets on November 13th, that was going to be an interesting game, depending on – depending on who we traded for. December 2nd, we got the Bucks. That's going to be a big test. The Celtics on December 13th. At some point in time, LeBron is going to be breaking Kareem's record or getting close to it. So there's going to be a game there that's going to be historic. Um, and then, you know, we play Golden State in March 5th. Um, that should be a test to see what kind of team we've got by March. So 
yeah, it's it's an interesting schedule, and and what's really pretty amazing is that it was like for a year or two that the East all of a sudden seemed to be rising up, and now the West has just gotten brutal. I mean, there's so much competition in the West that there's probably four or five teams in the West that you could say are better than the teams that won the last two championships. Joe, any revenge games against Oklahoma City you're looking forward to, or is there anything else? (laughs) I don't think you can have revenge when you're a 33-win team. (laughs) Well, they did lose Uh, two very embarrassing losses. If if there's any revenge games, it's got to be against the Clippers. No one one cares about Oklahoma City. We used to always lose to the Bobcats (laughs) back when we were really good. I could not figure out what the hell that team would do to beat us. And it they're, they're actually the, I what believe. What happened to the Bobcats? They uh, become they, something else? They, they turned into, they turned into, a, to, into bugs. The Hornets. The Hornets. Oh, they, the Hornets. Uh, they turned into a bug. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to be funny, but that, it didn't work. <laughs> The, no, it's, it's funny, John. But here, you know, it's a funny stat. Not that we're talking about that era. So in 09, after the Lakers beat the Magic in the finals, they had they they had either beat the they either had a winning record against every team they played or tied except the Bobcats that year. Mm-hmm. Well, the only thing is you and I had issues again with the way they handled those two games against Oklahoma City, having those large leads. Well, that was the – see, and that that is my point with the issue with uh, Russell Westbrook. They actually were not playing bad. I'm I'm not saying they were playing really good either, but they weren't playing that bad the first few weeks. And those two games are what slit the throat of the Lakers and – it, it, they they couldn't stop the bleeding after that because they they just did not have the right guy kind of guiding guiding them while AD was sort of there and then LeBron was out at the beginning of the year you didn't have that third guy that was supposed to be your 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 third star kind of picking up the slack and when everybody came together it's it's like eh you know it it, it got worse. Sean, any games on the schedule that are really interesting that poke out to you? Well, it's funny that Tom mentioned the scoring record. At the tail end of the year, the Lakers played the Bulls twice. Well, before we head on out, I want to go ahead and touch on, again, if you haven't seen it already, Hulu has the docuseries already started this week. The first two episodes of Legacy, the true story of the LA Lakers. And I did speak to Hulu PR today and we're trying to see if we can still arrange an interview with one of the producers behind the scenes. So I did speak to Hulu PR to got my request. They've acknowledged my request and they've spoke to the producer himself. So we'll we're trying call to you. Don't call us. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. But you know, Hey, it's just great to see something that you, when you go ahead and get the email from anyone that works at Disney, it's kind of a cool thing indeed. But before we head on out, I've seen the first two episodes all I can say is right now, again, the archival footage for me is is just the best part of this. I don't know how many people are going to gravitate towards this docuseries because in these first two episodes, it's the third retelling of the same period of time that was also covered in Winning Time and also as well the Magic doc that came out earlier this year on Apple TV+, Plus, which we've also covered on the show and you can catch in the archives. So if you stick through it, it's going to go and head through the 
Kobe Shaq era and into the bubble championship. And hopefully we'll also go into detail in regards to the bus family drama that happened in last decade. So hopefully we'll be able to go ahead and get more knowledge on that. That's the part I really want to go ahead and make sure that that's covered is that part, that time period, because so much of it was speculation and reports. So I'm hoping that we will be able to go ahead and see something more definitive on that front. Right now, the first two episodes, again, for me, it's all about the archival footage. It's not really telling me anything I need to know or haven't known already or haven't found out already, but it does cover the first two episodes up to their first three championships in the 1980s. Again, the archival footage from all the different aspects from early sports shows to what they were covering at CBS to the local stations down there didn't get KHJ. And I hopefully I can get someone on to go ahead and ask why they couldn't get KHJ coverage, or if they did, it wasn't very pronounced. I would have loved some KHJ, as, as Jamie and I were alluding to with the old theme song and all that. But again, it was still very much brought to light. It did cover a lot of the on-court action and, of course, also as well the archival footage with the interviews with Dr. Buss. Obviously, it was very informational as well. So we'll see what happens. But, Joe, are you are you going to catch it? I saw the first episode last night was going. I went through halfway through the second one and started falling asleep. Not because <laughs> I love that I'm, archival footage though. I love well, the footage. Yeah. We keep talking about this, about dual shows or movies coming out at the same time. I think their, I think their irritation with Winnie time was it was ahead of what, they were doing because this obviously didn't get done after winning time came out right this was done a while ago right am i wrong yeah this, right? to put something like this together just to yeah. find all the yeah. archival footage so, must have which, taken a which, year at least which only adds to more of the i don't know what word to use for the for genie and the crew it, it just adds to the, the more of the the assness of their whole like aura at this moment I think you, you know, mean mustiness, Joe. Mustiness. What a, yeah, that's fine. I, I like assness because it sounds funny. Oh it's, it's 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 just I I don't know what uh, Gerald's not laughing, so I shouldn't have said it. I'm watching the first episode. and I'm like, okay, all right, okay. Uh, how's this different than the other show? Except you just have the real people here. So if there were if, different spots that they picked uh, as far as what they wanted to cover, as opposed to wit, what winning time wanted to cover. I think that's they, also something they didn't show. Mentioned. Okay. So they got angry about the other show, but it turns out that it's pretty much the damn same one. I don't know. That's what I got out of it, but I got to watch the whole thing to really get a good assessment on it. And we're not the right people to probably ask. Anyways, we know everything about this team. We know all about that era now that, especially now, and I'm going to be very interested in seeing how the Jerry West thing kind of turns up because if it comes if it comes anywhere near what winning time is, I'm going to laugh even harder. And just for the record, I actually like Jerry West more because of winning time, and I already love Jerry West. So if Jerry's listening, anyone who cares about winning and 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 the fact that he he knew he wasn't the right coach, these are the things that true leaders do. That's that's my interpretation of it, and I got a little bit of that in in the, in the first episode and a half, and I'm like, how is this any different than okay? So Jerry might not have been in his tidy whities in a, in, a, in, a, in a fetal position. Okay, they they may have embellished that, but 
even if somebody had done that with me, even though I don't wear tidy whities and someone said I did, I think that would be kind of funny. I just don't want to get a picture of you and your tidy whities. Well, that's the, that's the point. The point is it would be funny, even though I don't wear that stuff. So I, I don't know what I, I think it's, you know, sometimes you got to laugh. Trying at Trying to block out any mental picture of that. Uh. Just trying to do that. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> I guess the only thing left is watching the whole series and then being able to make a good assessment on that. Like, like Jerry West more than when he was bashing J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick ruffled the feathers of Jerry West, and Jerry West yeah, he completely, did. completely forgot about uh, winning time. So good job, J.J. Good, good job getting his mind somewhere else. <laughs> Laker Tom, before we head on out, any thoughts on Legacy? Are you going to catch it while you're heading out? On, uh, you know, well, it's this kind of funny. Time? You know, I was really eager to, to watch winning time, and I sort of resisted 39 39- this the hulu version of it what's the third time we've seen the same story and within yeah, less than, and, what six months it's, well it's at least this the part archival of it you know it's i guess i guess it comes down to the difference between being presented with a documentary and being presented with an entertainment winning time was an entertaining show you know it was put together with some pizzazz and and i like i like the over-the-top attitude that it presented and so forth and I felt exactly the same way about Jerry West, uh, you know, whom I patterned my game as a basketball player with as a young kid and used to shoot hundreds of jump shots watching my shadow just to make sure I looked like Jerry West. Uh, Are you over him going to the Clippers, Tom? He's, know, a, Jerry, Clipper. He's a Clipper because started, of the Lakers. It all, it all started with Phil. That whole situation with Phil and Jerry was one of the things that, like Kobe and Shaq, you wish that somehow they'd managed to figure out that Hey, we could do a lot more together than we can separately, you know, and, and you end up with a, a feud, you know, and, and so, you know, I'm a Laker fan. I'll support the Lakers against that. And I also think Jerry's been kind of petty about, you know, the complaining about complaining, like complaining about winning time, you know, so laugh it off. Everybody knows it's an over the, it's just a television show, man. But I, you know, I have a great deal of respect for Jerry's acumen and his judgment of players and so forth. And, uh, you know, we all know this. We all know the Kobe stories with Jerry picking him, you know, and making that gamble and so forth. And I love guys that are are willing to really go out on a limb like that and and, and make the big move to have a vision, you know. And have, having somebody visionary is something that the Lakers have missed in a long time. And I'm very hopeful that Darvin Ham will will fill that role on the Lakers. We'll see what happens, indeed. But it is legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. Go ahead and catch it today on who the first two episodes are now available. As each episode drops, we'll go ahead and talk about it here on the show. I will have my opinions. Hopefully Joe, Laker Tom, and Sean will have their opinions as well in the coming weeks, but we'll catch it again on Hulu. But everyone out there, we truly appreciate you stopping by. The chat has been tremendous once again. Big shout out to everyone that's part of the, the chat already. Sovereign with the awesome N7 Mass Effect. Love Mass Effect. You see that behind me right there for you. Jerry has been very petty, but we'll always love him here in L.A. Once a Laker, always a Laker, especially him as one of the greatest Lakers ever indeed. Absolutely indeed. But, guys, I want to go ahead. He's the logo. Yes, he is the logo. Even though, much to his chagrin, he doesn't even like being the logo, but that's just the kind (laughs) of man he is. Yeah, don't ask about that. That's that's something I don't want to get. I'll ask him. Yeah, you would ask. Him. <laughs> you would ask. Him. You would ask yeah. him indeed. But 
Everyone out there, thanks so much for being a part of today's show. Once again, LeBron signs a two-year, $97.1 million extension. Depending on if the salary cap increases, it could increase to $111 million with a 15% trade kicker on it as well and an option in the final year. So he is right now committed to the Los Angeles Lakers, and hopefully that will continue to happen and continue to be a great part of the Lakers scene for the coming years. We'll hopefully be able to provide a team around him that will go ahead and compete again for a world championship, and we'll see what happens there. But if you have comments, questions, please go ahead, hit us up at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. Also as well, go ahead and shout outs to us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com or Facebook. You can go ahead and like our page, share any comments you want right there for you, or YouTube, we go ahead and follow up on that as well. And of course, you can go ahead and catch us anytime you want on your podcast outlet. Sovereign, Emmy Fans Unite, and Seven Indeed. Take it easy, guys. Go Lakers. Once again, it is Ox1947. You can catch him today right there at LakersBall.com with Laker Tom, who is the number one Lakers blogger. I'm not lying. I actually did. I was looking up Lakers blog sites the other day, and A, I noticed there's a lot of them that are now no longer in available and no longer in operational. But it came down to a listing of bloggers right there for you and the number that they do. And the number one is Laker Tom, number one blogger on the Lakers. So go ahead and catch him today at Lakerholics.com. There's right there for you. There's Joe Sorrell giving the, giving the, uh, the pink <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Which finger he's. Don't give me a finger. Whoa. Yeah, he's giving him the finger. He's giving the finger. And don't forget Sean Grice. A nice compliment on the great do, man. I mean, really, really. Yes, well, I, and also, I, I, I hit it. I hit it. I, I'm trying to be good, you know. Okay, yeah. fair. But fair. I used all, all five. <laughs> but Sean Grice, I want to go ahead and make sure to let everybody know that Sean Grice, even though he had some internet issues today, we'll go ahead and keep on trying. In fact, he was sounded great. I'm going to go ahead and drop a conversation in the coming days that we had on Facebook, which was perfect, which was awesome. And I'll go ahead and make sure we can hopefully duplicate that again in the coming weeks as well. But everyone out there, we truly appreciate everyone out there as far as their comments in the chat, also your thoughts, your opinions, and of course, taking the time out of your day to going ahead and catching us here at the Lakers Fast Break. We'll be back on Sunday as far as for everyone that's watching us live. We'll be back on Sunday. We've moved our Thursday show for LeBron to go ahead and be on Wednesday just for LeBron right there. So we'll go ahead and drop a new episode as far as live on YouTube and Twitch on Sunday. So go ahead and check us out there. Plus also as well on Facebook. And like I said, I'm going to go ahead and drop for the audio outlets, a upcoming episode of me and Sean Grice here, probably on Friday. I'll drop that on Friday. indeed. So for everyone out there, Laker, Tom, Joe Sorrell, Sean Grice, Thank you so much for watching and listening. We hope everyone out there are really happy about LeBron's new extension, which we'll keep on talking about because there's not a whole lot else to talk about. But we'll keep finding stuff and we'll keep bringing it to you right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.